The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Well, now, Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin, is back from his holidays. I hope you had a good time, uh, Luke. Uh, so, we are going to talk about vaccines and what's on the way that might avoid what we've had, surges and lockdowns and masks and all the rest of it. Yeah, I, did, I, did st- I stepped out slightly for a couple of weeks, but I came back in with a vengeance. So much stuff on vaccines. It's unbelievable, all the work that's going on. I mean, I was struck by the effort is unrelenting in many ways, you know. And the big issue now is, can we get one to stop you getting infected? That's a big challenge now, we know the current vaccines stop severe disease, but you can still get reinfected. Wouldn't it be wonderful if a vaccine could stop infection as well? Uh, there's 12 of those in development, four in phase three, amazingly, so some of those might make it. And the second one is that we love is a, what's called a pan-coronavirus vaccine that'll work against a- any coronavirus, really, any variant. Yeah. Again, there's loads of those in development. So I was really struck by, I knew, I knew there's lots of effort happening, but it's, not, it's remarkable how much effort is going into this at the moment. Now, now, what is the science behind trying to stop you getting infected? I mean, in theory, you could put two filter wedges up your nose. You could. <laughs> yeah, that would but work. That would not be yeah. comfortable. Or a strong mask, maybe. <laughs> that yeah. might work as well. So, um, yeah, the, tr- the, tr- the challenge has been the vaccines aren't protecting the nose. So the virus can get into your nose and grow there. But, and then you get the symptoms and you, you test positive on PCR because you take a swab and now you're positive. And you will get some symptoms, as we know. Reinfection is causing symptoms and a risk of long COVID. So it is quite still serious, the, the reinfection problem. But of course, they're stopping you getting really severe disease. The vaccines do that. And the challenge has been can we stop the nose getting infected? basically and they've tried this for years Pat by the way with flu there was one vaccine it's up the nose uh, it's called yeah, flu children mist. got that didn't yeah, they? that's right and that works a bit that's quite successful you know so again they're basing it on that kind of you know but again what's happened that's very exciting is new immunology has come along to boost the response in the nose and some of the experimental ones now are showing great response in animals initially of course getting great antibodies in your nose if you can make antibodies in your nose you see they'll mop up the virus as soon as it's there and, and stop it spreading yeah. basically. but what yeah. about if you breathe through your mouth and you suck the virus into your lungs yeah yeah, well, that's the other thing. That's the trouble. It's, it's called mucosal immunity. All your upper airways, you want to protect the upper airways and the nose need to be protected, yeah. basically. And an antibody called IgA is needed in those parts of your body. And again, these new vaccines are driving IgA. A second thing I must mention is there's a part of the immune system called sting. There's a new word for you, that, right? So sting is a really powerful way to turn on the immune response. They've got ways to drive sting in the experimental vaccines. And that combination of a sting driver and an intranasal is giving great responses. At the moment, though, just in these, in these more experimental studies. Would I therefore need two vaccines? One, the kind of the standard Pfizer or Moderna, whatever, which protects my lungs, my uh, down my airwaves from being infected. And then this nasal thing so I'd need two exactly yeah and that's what they're getting approved the trials at the moment are you take the bog standard into your muscle into your arm right and then you do the nasal maybe three weeks later that kind of time frame and that's what's showing great promise in the animal studies initially you see and that seems to work especially well so the the body vaccine if you like gets the whole thing going right yeah then you try the intranasal and now your nose is protected as well and that's what the uh, the allure I call this of the nasal vaccine then is becoming more and more evident now you might explain to us Luke why some vaccines are terrific like the measles vaccine you know that that works Uh, and we all get it and we don't get measles and it doesn't matter really when you got it that's right yes well you see the trouble is this is a new virus remember it's different to the measles virus another surprise to us all was how quick it's changing it's been frighteningly fast at forming variants as we know and we didn't expect that necessarily you know but now we see BA5 is the latest one measles hardly ever changes so one vaccine bang it'll work you know against any measles really tiny tiny changes the other end of the spectrum is HIV by the way which changes all the time and that's why we couldn't get a vaccine for HIV as one 
one reason because it changes constantly yeah. in your body even in one person you know loads of variants of HIV and the coronaviruses are in the middle we think they are changing not as much as HIV but they're not as stable as measles either you see so that's the challenge with these ones Now what about monkeypox, which we know is causing concern in California and New York and other parts of the United States someone has died already from uh, monkeypox. Uh, so does that change? Um, no that's stable as well that, that's in the smallpox virus family at the moment it looks like that's pretty stable so again and the smallpox vaccine of course by the way works against monkeypox and there's a big campaign as you've seen to start monkeypox vaccination as well so that means that those of us and I had one as a child I'm sure a smallpox vaccination I should still have yeah. protection against monkeypox there pox. should be still some re- residual and me as well and anybody yeah. kind of over 50 would have had the smallpox vaccine years and years ago you see and there should be some res- hopefully some residual but even still they're recommending vaccination for anybody who's at risk of monkeypox and certain people are at more risk than others you see so again it wouldn't surprise me but they'll begin a monkeypox vaccination campaign more widely now we know that uh, flu does change from year to year and there are are sometimes multiple variants of flu uh, knocking around. What is it about flu that makes it, and, and where does it lie in that uh, spectrum of very fast-changing HIV yeah. versus not changing at all measles? Yeah, it's a bit like the coronavirus. The same kind of range of change is happening, but the trouble is it's quite seasonal. So you get a new flu strain every winter, and of course we see it in Australia and New Zealand. Then we base our vaccines on, on what's happened there. The trouble with, with coronavirus is it's changing more rapidly. It's not, it doesn't seem to be as, as predictable as that, you see. And hence, there's a big push for the pan-coronavirus. We can't keep inventing new vaccines all the time and getting boosters, you see. That would be unfeasible. So the dream would be to make a pan-coronavirus one that will work against any... But the trouble is, Pat, we didn't get one for flu anyway. There was big efforts to make a pan-flu vaccine. That hasn't worked, you see. So these things aren't straightforward. It takes an awful lot of effort and science, basically, to dig into this. And and the hope is with coronaviruses, we'll crack it and then might crack it for flu as well, as one of you. Yeah. Now, the the theory of the the pan-corona vaccine, and and we talked about that company, uh, they have a plant in Scotland that Boris Johnson famously went to visit Valneva. That's right. And they yeah. were well on the way to that, weren't they? They were, and that's, for some reason that fell off. It could be because there might have been side effects. Or Remember, safety first, Pat. All these vaccines are tested very, very carefully. You know, Any hint of a side effect, you drop it immediately. And maybe the Valneva, I don't know what happened to Valneva, to be honest. It may, it may re-emerge, we never know. But that, that, that was very promising about a year yeah. and a half ago. And what strikes me, you know, it's 17 months, Pat, since the first vaccine was given in December 8th. Remember that famous day in England? Yeah. It was an Irish woman in England, Margaret Needham. It seems like yesterday in some ways, isn't it? 17 months seems like yeah. decades but, as but well. I mean, people should not overlook the brilliant science that gave us that so quickly. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah, very, very fast. And I remember, in fact, the number at the moment is at least 20 million lives saved. There's a medical intervention for you now. If, if the vaccines hadn't been deployed, 20 million people would have died of, of COVID-19. The vaccine stopped that. So the power of these vaccines is remarkable as well. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of the number of repeat infections? I mean, Joe Biden, he seemed to have that rebound infection. He was taking Paxlovid and we know that uh, there were a scientific reports saying that some people, they're taking Paxlovid, they stop taking it and bang. Yeah. The virus is back, and that's that happened right. to Joe. That happened to Joe, and, and again, that's it's new. Pat, we don't know. You see, Paxlovid will kill the virus for definite, but some people it grows back again. You see, and begins to come back, and then you have to give Paxlovid a second time again. That's very much a work in progress. They might get the dosing better. You never know. Yeah. Maybe the dose is too low. You see, you don't know. So lots of work is happening with Paxlovid, trying to optimize it in many ways. And yeah, and the truth is, as we say, Pat, people will get reinfected because your nose isn't protected. It's like your nose is like virgin territory for the virus, yeah. can keep going into your nose and growing there, but luckily gets to your lungs 
lungs and the vaccine does its job. I mean, I, I have really a nephew sick. who literally got uh, uh, Omicron, B, probably BA5, six weeks after he had it the last yeah, time. That's right. There's, there's evidence of three and four rounds of infection. But again, remember, no severe disease, very yeah. importantly. And even though we're waiting for these new vaccines, the current vaccines are still working, you see, in stopping severe disease. And people should take their booster when they're offered it because it will stop you getting really, really sick and keep you out of hospital, you see. So never forget that either. And, and the lack of a warp speed two, warp speed one gave us, yep. you know, a massive investment. Well, there's a big pressure now. And in fact, they're crying out for Warp Speed 2 in America at the moment. Congress is now looking at this very, very closely. You know, Congress put in at least 10 billion into Warp Speed 1, by the way, and that, that sped the whole process up, mainly to do with manufacturing and various logistical things. But now they're pressing for Warp Speed 2 to help the, the nasal pan-coronavirus programme. And a massive, um, they had a big gathering last week. An immunology colleague of mine, Akiko Iwasaki, was invited for And she went to this massive gathering of experts that, that, that the uh, US administration organised. They brought them all together into a room and so what do we need? And they said we need X, Y and Z, please give us extra funding, we can get there. So there's a massive amount of discussion happening around this as well. All right. So um, science never sleeps. Never sleeps and indeed. even <laughs> rarely takes a holiday. Exactly. So that you are. <laughs> Luke O'Neill, Professor of Biochemistry at Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network weekdays at 9am on News Talk.